Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. These are the prison epistles. I had something of a dad milestone a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I had a, a load of uh, a cord of firewood delivered to the house. And uh, my kids and I set out uh, after school one day uh, to stack the firewood. And, and all three of them jumped in and, and we worked hard at it. I was, I was shocked that my kids, they, they worked hard, they were fast, uh, they stacked with some quality. And, and in an, about an hour and a half, uh, with, with, with my help, uh, the four of us, we got an entire cord of firewood stacked in the woodshed. Uh, and and it, was, it was amazing that they did it without complaining. They did it with good attitudes. They worked hard. They were excited about finishing it. Um, and part of it was I, I bought them some new work, kids' work gloves, and I think they were just excited to try out their new work gloves. Um, but it was this like major uh, milestone kind of a moment. It was a game changer where now all of a sudden my kids have the ability to be helpful uh, at things uh, and, and can pitch in and, and, and do some of their, their share of the work around the house. And so, so I'm excited as a dad that we're entering sort of this news phase where, where the kids are actually able to be helpful. And, and isn't that part of the responsibility uh, of what it means to parent, where we're calling our kids into maturity, where they, they stop simply becoming a consumer, uh, where it's just us meeting their needs and they're at the center of the universe, but instead them contributing and seeing that they are part of the family, that they have responsibilities that they need to step up as, into as well. And, um, and I think that as Paul is calling us into maturity as Christians, right, that the role of, of the leadership is to uh, walk the, the church into maturity, into wholeness, I think a big piece of that maturity as well is us learning that we have a responsibility, a responsibility to the kingdom and a responsibility to others around us um, that God is calling us into. And that's that's that huge piece of, major, of maturity, which is, it's not just about me and, and everyone serving me, but rather taking up my part in this work and, and taking responsibility for, for kingdom and for others. And, and we're going to see Paul uh, pressing into this a little bit here this morning. Uh, we're going to dive into an entire entire book of the New Testament here, uh, the letter of Philemon, uh, an oft-overlooked letter. Uh, so this is, again, Paul is writing from prison, and he's writing to a friend of his named Philemon. Uh, Philemon was a, was a wealthy man who uh, was probably a business owner and also had a household, and there was a church that was meeting in his household in uh, the city of Colossae. Uh, Paul has never been to Colossae, um, but but uh, he, from what we can tell, was the one who led Philemon at another place. He led Philemon to faith. Um, and so he's writing a personal letter here to um, his friend Philemon. Paul, a prisoner for Christ Jesus, and Timothy, our brother, to Philemon, our beloved fellow worker, and Aphia, our sister, and Archibus, our fellow soldier, and the church in your house. Grace to you and peace from God our Father, the Lord Jesus Christ. Again, uh, this is sort of a standard greeting in a letter in this day, but um, it's kind of this intimate uh, insight that we're getting where Paul is, is simply writing this, this personal correspondence to a friend. And, and we have this letter here in the Bible that God has, has preserved for us. I thank my God always when I remember you in my prayers because I hear of your love and faith that you have towards the Lord Jesus and for all the saints. And I pray that your sharing of the faith may become effective for the full knowledge of every good thing that is in us for the sake of Christ. For I have derived much joy and comfort from your love, my brother. 
because the hearts of the saints have been refreshed through you. Um, so he's, uh, he's buttering Philemon up here a little bit, just praising uh, the good reports that he's getting of all that's going on in the church that's meeting his house in, in Colossae. Um, and, uh, and he just he really values this friendship. Accordingly, though, I am bold enough in Christ to command you to do what is required. Yet, for love's sake, I prefer to appeal to you. I, Paul, an old man and now a prisoner also for Christ Jesus. Uh, so Paul says, I could make a demand on you, but instead I want to appeal to you as, as a friend, as a fellow believer, as a brother in Christ. And if you're Onesimus, or sorry, if you're Philemon reading this for the first time, um, you're reading this and it's, it's this letter you've gotten from Paul and he, he's you know, sort of praising you for all that you're doing. And then he says, uh, you know, Paul is, is saying, I need to ask you a favor. Um, and whenever anyone asks you that, there's this moment, right, where you're like, "What? Am, what? What's about to happen? What is going to be asked of me?" And so, as you're, if, if you're Philemon reading this letter, Paul is, is sort of setting up this big ask: "What is? What is he about to ask me?" Verse ten: I appeal to you, for my child Onesimus, whose father I became in my imprisonment. Uh, Onesimus was one of Philemon's slaves. Now, again, we've talked about this in the past, but it wasn't a racial slavery like we saw uh, in, in the southern states. Um, this was an economic slavery mostly, where if I was indebted to you, uh, and there were different forms of it, but if I was indebted to you, if I owed you money, then I would become your slave until I could pay that debt off. Um, I could remain a slave in your house if you were you know, a, a good master. And, um, and so it was a different kind of slavery. It was more like a... a, a a bond servant, kind of indentured servitude, kind of a thing. But Onesimus, therefore, uh, was owing uh, Philemon a debt, was paying it off as a slave. He probably had multiple. Um, it, it was a different type of slavery. It wasn't always just, and it wasn't always good. And Paul isn't isn't saying that it was good. Uh, it's just the economic system of the time. Um, but Onesimus was a runaway slave, and so he had run away from Philemon. And Philemon probably has no idea what's ever happened to this sort of. Um, this this terrible servant, right? He's just all of a sudden packed up, still owes him a debt, and he's run away. And Paul says, uh, I'm bringing before you my beloved child, Onesimus. And he must just be shocked. Like, what? Onesimus? What's he doing in Rome with Paul? He's, he would just be absolutely floored uh, that, that, this, that Onesimus is with Paul somehow, of all places, of all people. Um, and so there's this amazing irony. It would have just been the shocking moment to read it for Philemon. Formerly he was useless to you, but now he is indeed useful to you and to me. Um, the irony there is the name Onesipus means useful. Uh, and so he's using his play on language as saying useful, Onesimus, was useless to you once upon a time. And then he ran away, making himself even more useless. But now uh, we're seeing that Onesimus has, has for some reason come to Paul. Maybe he met Paul once. Uh, Paul is, is sort of locked up, he's, he's in custody, um, but he goes to Paul and Paul is seemingly um, brings him to faith. And again, I hear Philemon, you're probably also shocked by this because Onesimus was in your house where there was a church meeting. There was a church in the house, but it seems like Onesimus maybe wasn't coming to faith there, but did uh, when he ran away and met with Paul. Uh, Paul says, I'm sending him back to you, sending my very heart. Um, I would have been glad to keep him with me 
in order that he might serve me on your behalf during my imprisonment for the gospel. But I prefer to do nothing without your consent in order that your goodness might not be by compulsion, but out of your own accord. For this perhaps is why he was parted from you for a while, that you might have him back forever, no longer as a bondservant, but more than a bondservant, as a beloved brother, especially to me, but how much more to you, both in the flesh and in the Lord." So Paul is sending Onesimus back to Philemon, but he's asking Philemon to set him free, to forgive his debt, and to accept him as a brother. And there's this irony that it's in going back that Onesimus finally will be useful to Philemon, that no longer under compulsion as a slave, but now as a free man, as a brother in Christ. So, if you consider me your partner, receive him as you would receive me. If he has wronged you at all or owes you anything, charge that to my account. I, Paul, will write this with my own hand. I will repay it. Say nothing of your owing me, even your own self. Yes, brother, I want some benefit from you in the Lord. Refresh my heart in Christ. Uh, Paul says, hey, listen, if, if Onesimus owes you anything, put it on my tab, I'll pay it. But then he also, it's kind of funny, he also says, but don't forget, uh, you owe me. So let's just call it even, right? So, so whatever Onesimus owes you, put it on my account. But remember, you owe me, so let's just call it even. Um, and so he's calling on, on Philemon to simply wipe the slate clean, to forgive him, to give him freedom, uh, and make him a brother and not a slave. Confident of your obedience, I write to you knowing that you will do even more than I say. The same time, prepare a guest room for me, for I am hoping that through your prayers I will be graciously given to you. Epaphras, my fellow prisoner in Christ Jesus, sends greetings to you, and so do Mark, Aristarchus, Demas, and Luke, my fellow workers. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. Uh, and so then, again, he's ending with his hope that he will be released from prison and be able to visit them once again. Um, so we have here is, is Onesimus, who whose name meant useful, was useless, ran away, came to faith, uh, somehow meeting with Paul, um, and Onesimus went back to Philemon, now as someone who was useful, um, but not under compulsion, but in in freedom. And so we have this story of of unity, of forgiveness, um, uh, 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 and of usefulness. Uh, I I find it interesting that... um, uh, that what we have here is Onesimus in some ways willingly going back. Uh, you know, Paul is sending him, but he's willingly going back as well because he wants to be useful. Uh, I think there's this change in his heart of, of taking responsibility, that he's not just on his own. He's not just this victimized slave who needs to look out for number one. But now that he's come to faith, there's this responsibility that he has for Philemon and for that church and for others and and instead of being selfish he's growing in maturity and taking responsibility for others and and Paul is calling Philemon to do the same to take this responsibility for others don't just look to your debt but instead forgive it and, and serve one another in love and and for me it comes down to this this question that we have to ask ourselves is, uh, how do I view other people? How do I view the church? How do I view the kingdom of God? Is it serving me? I'm at the center and I'm expecting others to give me what I want. Or I think growing in that maturity, do I view my role in the kingdom as as an expectation, a responsibility to be of service, to be useful? 
uh, that same process of maturity that I'm, I'm, I'm calling my kids into, where now they're seeing, hey, actually the firewood helps keep me warm, and so I have a responsibility to be useful in that as well, and not just sit in the basement by the fire watching Muppet Babies, um, but, but going into maturity and realizing that I have a responsibility to others, um, of going from useless to useful. And I came across, uh, I was listening to the radio flipping through, and there was the story of somebody the other day, and they were talking about how they like to drive through town and drive through the puddles by the sidewalk and splash um, people walking by and how much joy they get in it, even acknowledging. I know that uh, the people getting splashed certainly don't like it, but I sure do. What kind of a useless statement is that? Like, to take absolutely no responsibility for anyone else, not knowing, like, uh, what is going on in that person's life when you, when you douse them with a puddle? Uh, maybe they're going to a job interview. Maybe they're going to the hospital to visit their dying parent. And you're using them just for your own amusement? I think what Paul wants to call us to is to have a responsibility for each other. That, that I'm not just this isolated, autonomous individual and I have nothing to do with you and I can use you for my own amusement and my own expense or at your own expense, but instead I have a responsibility to you. As particularly in the church, I have a responsibility to love and serve and put the needs of others ahead of myself. And that's what Paul continues to come back to in this example of Jesus, of being useful for the kingdom and taking responsibility um, for my place, my role, and what God is calling us into. So are we being forced into service? Or are we part of, of something larger? Are we part of the kingdom? Are we taking responsibility for what God has put before us, that I'm not at the center, that I'm on the periphery serving Christ and serving the community? And I think that's the process of maturity that, that God is trying to walk all of us into. So are you, the question is, are you being useful to those around you, your family, your church, your community? Are you being useful? That's, uh, that's the challenge out of Philemon for us today. Let's pray. Uh, Father, we thank you for uh, the example of Onesimus. Thank you that he came to faith. Um, and thank you that he went back willingly. He went back to serve, to become useful in the example that is for us. Of putting the needs of others ahead of ourselves, just as Christ has done for us. He did it most fully on the cross, and help us to walk into that level of maturity of seeking to be useful, seeking to take responsibility for others and, and for the role that we have in the kingdom, not just a being served, but to serve. God, help us in that journey towards maturity. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hope you have a great week. Uh, again, if there's anything we can do to help uh, in, this, in this journey, uh, please let us know. Reach out and let us know. Take care.